You're listening to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we believe every mom is uniquely designed by God, but also a part of something much bigger than she could ever be alone. We're authors and moms, Erin Mooring and Brooke McLaughlin, and we're here to help you make prayer your first and best response to the challenges of parenting. Tune in each week to real life conversations with the experts about real issues Christian parents face today. If you're ready to learn practical ways to focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey there, friends. You're listening to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we talk about the real issues Christian parents face today and help you make prayer your first and best response to the challenges of parenting. My name is Erin Mooring. And I'm Brooke McLaughlin. We hope you enjoyed our first episode of Prayer Mentoring Monday with Gina Smith. We designed those for the mom who just has a few minutes to pop in and listen to get the hope and help she needs right away. New Prayer Mentoring Monday posts where Erin and I interview Gina Smith about challenges common to today's Christian mom will go live every Monday. And we really think you're going to love them. Our goal is to talk about motherhood through the lens of the gospel and teach you to tackle it in prayer. Before we get started today, can we ask for a little help from our friends? That means you. (laughs) If you're enjoying our podcast, would you do two things for us, especially now as we have a new weekly feature? First, please share it with your friends. We'd love your help in spreading hope and encouragement to other moms. And leave us a rating and review in your podcast app. That really helps get Million Praying Moms to more listeners, and we would be so grateful for the feedback. Also, a quick note that we have a goal to reach 30,000 moms on our Instagram platform in the month of March. We're super close, 27.9 thousand moms at the time of this recording, and each new follow of the account represents the heart of a mom we can encourage to pray for her kids. So if you're not already following us there, look us up at at Million Praying Moms, and you'll find us. Okay, on with the show. In today's episode, we're going to be exploring the season of Lent. Okay, hold on, Brooke. Did not, didn't Lent start like a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Aren't you misobservant? Yes, it yes. did. <laughs> That's actually kind of the point of today's show, now that you mentioned it. Um, you know, Erin, I know that you grew up observing Lent in your family's faith tradition, but I didn't. So, you know, as adults, we've both found meaning and purpose in Lent in our adulthood. And I love Lent personally and what it means for me and my family. I love Lent the same way that I love Advent. Advent was not something that we celebrated either in my family or in, in, uh, I grew up in Southern Baptist churches. And so it was just, I didn't even know what those words were. I'd have no idea what Advent or Lent even represented when I was growing up. And so, but I, you know, I, I feel like personally I've, you know, and, and not everybody knows, but I have been up to my eyeballs in book edits for the last couple weeks. Yes. There's a new book announcement. Exciting. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. We'll be telling you all about that soon. So stay tuned. But because of that, I am behind on absolutely everything in my life, but the fresh The fresh viewpoint that I think we want to, we just want to breathe in today is that Lent is not about legalism. Mm. And so even though I might be a little bit behind, that's okay. Yes. And so that's why we're here with you today to say, 
it's okay. We can talk about Lent now, even though it's already started and you are not behind because there is no, like, you have to do it this way type of thing. So like Brooke said, I did grow up in a faith tradition that celebrated Lent and observed Lent. And if you're wondering what is Lent, (laughs) really, if you want to get really basic about it, it is a time of preparing your heart for the death and resurrection of Jesus. And it's 40 days to represent the 40 days that Jesus was in the wilderness. And um, that was his preparation for the suffering that he would go through as well for us. So it was started as a tradition. It's not in the Bible. So if you're like, this is not biblical, we're here to talk about that today a little bit. But really, there are a lot of different ways to approach it. Growing up, we approached it more from the religious viewpoint and and stance of, of observing Lent. And really what I remember about Lent growing up is choosing something to give up. And there's probably a lot of you that are like nodding along with that right now. I specifically remember a year where I gave up pop for Lent or soda, whatever you want to call it. I specifically remember giving up gum one year, which now I don't even, I don't even chew gum now. And I'm like, why did I choose that? That's really interesting. And I know there was one year where I gave up chocolate and I'm like, what was I thinking? That is, I know. Like, no, you just wanted to be really hard on yourself that year. (laughs) You know, honestly, I do think I had some, I don't know if I want to say problems, but I did have a lot of, I want to do this right. Like, and I want to follow the rules. And so I was what you would call a very good girl growing up. And Mm -hmm. I followed all the rules and I did what I was, that what I thought I was supposed to do. And I thought that was the right thing to do. And I do think I learned a lot of beautiful things in learning about Lent in that way growing up. But as I came to know Jesus personally and matured in my faith, my viewpoint of it has changed a lot. And we'll, we'll talk about that as we go on today, because I think I can share through our points what it looks like more for me now, but what I've really learned is that these 40 days are about preparing your heart and drawing nearer to Jesus to participate in his suffering and his death and his resurrection. So we're, we're reflecting on what he went through, the sacrifices he went through, the, his time spent on earth, leaving heaven to be here with us on earth, which was not comfortable for him. It was not pretty. It was not safe. And that time that he was here and then what he did for us that saves us. And so if you're like Lent, that's not biblical. I don't want to even listen to you guys today. I'd encourage you to just stick around and consider what you might do with these 40 days. Well, less than 40 days now, (laughs) because like we said, you know, whatever, you're not, you're not too late. You're not behind. Consider what you may do with your heart during these days leading up to the observance of his death and his resurrection to prepare your heart and get closer to him. I love that. That's a great challenge to step outside of our preconceived notions and, and say, okay, I'm open to learning something new. Um, That's a great challenge. 
you know, I never observed Lent until we started attending a conservative Anglican church when we lived in the central southwestern part of the state for a long time. Actually, our children were really young when we went there. And, you know, our church there did like all the Holy Week services and we observed Lent. We did all of those things. And I had never experienced any of that. And I kind of fell in love with it. And honestly, I really, I really miss it. They are packed full of meaning. And I tend to like to do things that, that have lots of meaning associated with them. So I miss them. But one, and I may have shared this story before, but y'all indulge me if I have, because it is kind of funny. Um, one year, and, and clearly this shows how little my husband and I knew of, of what you're going to be teaching us today, Erin. But we decided one year when our kids were really little that we were going to give up watching the soap opera Days of Our Lives for Lent. <laughs> so oh my I had gosh. watched, oh yeah, it, it was bad. I had watched Days of Our So I have a childhood friend that um, her family watched it devotedly. And so every time I went over there, I would watch it and I just got hooked on it. And so it was kind of like, you know, I watched it well into, into adulthood and it was like my dirty little secret, you know, like I didn't want anybody to know that I watched days of our lives because it was so smutty, but we were like, you know, these people were family to us by that time. Like we were invested in what was happening and in their lives. And so uh, anyways, we recognized at that point in our lives that maybe that wasn't the best use of our time or maybe it wasn't <laughs> the best way to honor God and that there were a lot of other really useful things that we could do in an hour's time while the kids were napping. And yeah, you know, my husband watched it with me. My brother watched it as well. Like it was, you know, a family thing. And so we decided to give it up for Lent. And I'm proud to say that I have not watched an episode since <laughs> in probably 14 years or more. And my guess is that I'm a better person for it as well. <laughs> so. Okay, I am going to tell you this. I think growing up seeing episodes of Days of Our Lives is kind of universal because that was my house too. <laughs> it was just, and I think having not watched an episode, I think I haven't watched an episode since college. So I was right on track there with you. I went to college and I had girlfriends that I did not know from before that that was their thing too. They yeah. watched Days of Our Lives growing up. And then the, the thing is, haven't watched it since college. If you turn it on today, oh. the same people are still on yeah, there. <laughs> absolutely. You would still know what was going on or it would only take you like a week to get on track with what was going on. And you'd be like, haven't they died three times? Yes. This mm. is the fourth time they've come back yeah, to life. Right. What's happening? <laughs> no, it's so true. But the funny part is like, you know, I mentioned my husband would watch it. My brother, my, my older brother, he's five years older than me. He's like a, you know, big burly man. He's a big guy and not fat, but like just big. And, and he would, he would call me and like, did you see what Stefano DeMero did? Like, <laughs> just this weird. I'm sorry. We've, we've like totally gone on we a, have. a rabbit trail, but you know what? This is us being real people. Yes. So <laughs> if you, if you watched a soap opera or days of our lives growing up to just make us feel not alone in, yes. the, in the comments here. Raise your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to do our best to help families like Brooks who didn't grow up with an experience of Lent, or maybe you did like me and it was very rules related and not relationship related. Um, you know, we're just going to understand what it really is and why it isn't too late for your family to participate on some level. 
but let's just take one little detour quick. I promise it'll be short. We wanted to let you know that our Mama Needs Jesus mug inside of the Christian Mom Shop is on sale. Uh, can you see it there? Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Trying to not get the glare. It is sunny today, which I'm super happy about, yes. but it's like glaring all over the place. I just feel like there's so much truth written on that mug. Oh, I mean, really, yes. there's just, it's a truth mug. Really, that's what it is. It's a truth mug. It's a truth mug. It's mm-hmm. a truth mug. I love that. I think it's really important to note that Aaron is the designer of all of our mugs. I want you to know I had nothing to do with that. I do not have, I do not possess that kind of creativity. And, you know, anything really that's very pretty at, at Million Praying Moms was designed by her. She does a, a just a really fantastic job with those mugs. My, uh, my oldest son, my teenager, uh, well, they're both teenagers now, my oldest teenager uh, does the dishes in our home. He empties the dishwasher and, and loads it for us. And uh, he has fussed at me several times because I have so many mugs. They're like spilling out of them. I have a whole cabinet devoted to mugs. Yes. And they're spilling Same. out. A couple of them have gotten broken because there's too many in there, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was teasing and saying, well, then I'm just going to have to clean out another one so that I can have, have an, you know, I can keep up my habit because, you know, I have to have these mugs. So that's one of my favorite ones. I really love that. Yeah. Um, I have the same problem. Um, my dad even made a coffee mug rack for me for, for Christmas, which I love, but we've designed so many and released them. I have to rotate out which ones are on there because I'm like, Oh, but that, I like that one. Oh, but that should be hanging there. Mm-hmm. And then the cabinet. Yeah. And now my husband started drinking coffee too. I converted him win, win for me there. And so he's getting mugs every once in a while too. And it's like, Ooh, this is kind of a problem, but it's really not. So let's just get a mug that says mug addict, right? <laughs> That's what I, I mean, mean <laughs> yeah. May, do, should I design one? You probably like, we need to hear from you guys. Do we need a mug addict mug to fill up more of our cabinet space? That would probably be great. Well, anyways, you run over to christianmomshop.com right now through Sunday and you can get your mama needs Jesus mug, which mama needs coffee. I do. I really need both, but yep. I have to say that I've connected them so closely together that if I'm drinking my coffee, I'm probably reading my Bible too. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of both it's true, the truth you know, mug. It's, yep. the truth mug. it's only $12 right now through Sunday, total steal, get it for some gifts for your mom, friends. You don't even need a code for it. So it's just $12. Great. Awesome. All right. We also wanted to let you know really quickly about a series of free lock screens that Aaron has been designing. Uh, They are based on one of our scripture inspired prayer verses that we release both on Facebook and on Instagram each week. So if you're hanging out with us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms, you can go to our freebies highlight and you can see all of them and just pick the one that really, you know, speaks to you, whether you like the design the best or whether you like the verse the best, or you want to pray that specific thing over your child, just pick the one that you like and then sign up for the one that you want and and you can get it and download it onto your phone. It's super easy. It's free. And it's a really great way to remind yourself to pray for your kids every day or even multiple times a day. I'm really enjoying mine. Let me see if I can show you what mine looks like. This is the one. Can y'all see that? This is the one from this week. And I'm really enjoying just, you know, looking at it and, uh, and being reminded to pray for my kids. So we wanted to make sure that you knew about that too. Okay. So let's get back to Lent because that is what this episode is about. Mm -hmm. And Erin, this episode is really all you because you do have so much more. I love Lent and I do feel like I've learned certain things about it over the years, but I know you have so much more experience with it than I do. And so I wanted to 
let you shine today and give us all we need to know about Lynn. And so you have four major points that I think are just really profound for moms who are trying to learn more about Lent, what it is, what it is not. So I want to just take some time today to share those with our online family, because I think they're going to be so helpful. So let's just dive right in. Why don't you tell us what the first one is? Okay. So first I want to be really clear that observing Lent or Advent or, you know, any of these, you know, practices is not a matter of salvation. Okay. So like if you decide not to, like that's your choice. Like it's not a matter of salvation. And sometimes we get up in arms about things like this, whether someone's doing it or not as being something that affects their, their walk with Jesus. And it's not a matter of salvation. What it is, is a way to draw closer to Jesus as we remember the sacrifice he made for us. And for me, when I'm celebrating Advent, I want my heart in a place of joyful anticipation. And so that is what, you know, I've really enjoyed over the years reading with my kids, the Jesus storybook Bible leading up to Advent, because it all points to Jesus and it's all talking about his, like his coming. And we end with the story of his birth. And that's what I'm doing in my heart during Advent. During Lent, I want to put myself in the place of remembering what Jesus did for me and gave up for me. So we are celebrating it at Advent and leading up to Christmas that he came. And then in the season of Lent, I want to be closer to him in understanding his sacrifice for us. Mm -hmm. So if you choose not to do the Lent to observe Lent or not call it Lent or whatever. I think the important thing is remembering what this season is about. And it's about clearing out things and about drawing closer to Jesus and remembering what he sacrificed for us. I love that. You know, I think for those that, because we have had people come to us before and, and say, Lent is not biblical. I'm not doing it. I wish you all wouldn't do it. And, and that's okay. If that's, if that's how God has convicted you, then, then that's fine. But like, in my mind, like, just don't call it Lent and just observe several days in some mm -hmm. way leading up to uh, Easter, where you're really spending time deeply thinking <clears throat> about the gift that Jesus died to give you. And so don't call it Lent if you don't want to. If it bothers you that that, you know, that name, if that bothers you, then by all means, don't call it that. But but it is a it is interesting and I think super important to start with the point that you just said in that it, this is not a matter of salvation. It's not about getting salvation. It's about growing in relationship mm -hmm. and deepening the experience and, and wonder of your salvation. So that's a great point. What about yeah. this? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, and this kind of leads into the next thing is like when in, if you're ever in a place where you're doing something in your walk of faith, because somebody told you you had to, and it, you think it is a rule, that is the wrong frame of mind to jump into anything. So we are not here telling you today, you have to observe Lent or you even a should, like I hate the word should. It's not a, you should observe Lent. It's a, it's a relationship thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why he came. And so on that note, I grew up thinking the rule was Lent is about giving something up. And it really is not about just giving something up because in my story, the things I chose to give up, pop, gum, chocolate, days of our lives. <laughs> yeah, days of our lives, 
there was nothing in giving those up that brought me closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just was crabby that I couldn't have them and counting down the days until I could. And that part of that is immaturity of faith. And part of it is not understanding the full picture. I still like the idea of giving something up for Lent, but only if it's replaced with Jesus. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's something like fasting. Well, right. I mean, it is, it is a, a mm-hmm. form of fasting at Lent, right? But fasting doesn't just apply or doesn't just have to apply to food. It can apply to anything that, well, first of all, it can apply to anything that you feel like God wants you to remove, whether permanently or for a season or whatever, but it could also, it could also just be something that you really feel convicted that you love too much or right. that removing it from your life would make you feel some kind of lack and that you can let that lack remind you of how much you need Jesus. Right. Right. And so in, in my walk um, this year, I was challenged and prompted by Jesus to, to give up something that was taking time that I could have been spending with him and taking focus away from him. And really anything that it, it, you're putting above choosing Jesus, this is about denying yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if chocolate <laughs> is it getting in your way of your relationship with Jesus, honestly, if that's if you, something you're going to with your feelings, with your stress, with your emotion, that is your default instead of going to Jesus, going to prayer, going to the word. Maybe that is something that he would want you to give up during this season to reorder your priorities. But it's not just about saying, I'm not eating this for this. And then that's the end of it. That can't be the end of it and actually do anything to further your relationship. And on that note, we can kind of go right into the next thing, which is there is no one right way to observe Lent. Mm -hmm. And there isn't. And for me this year, it is giving up shopping for myself. I'm going to be like super vulnerable right now that I really enjoy shopping, whether it's like, I like going to the grocery store. I'm weird. Like, I don't know, but I do really enjoy shopping for myself. And part of my presence on Instagram is sharing deals that I find. And I really, really enjoy that. But it also leads to me shopping a lot for myself. And so I was challenged by our friend, Lisa Whittle, not personally, she just put the challenge out there. She didn't come to me and say, you need to give this up. No, (laughs) but she had, she had been through her own shopping fast. And when I say shopping fast, I say, I'm going to the grocery store. I mean, shopping impulsively for myself, any things that are wants and not needs, you know, don't worry. I will still buy toothpaste, (laughs) my dental hygiene going. But this year, that's the leading that I had from God about how to observe Lent is giving that up. And those times when I would maybe hop onto Amazon or Target and, and just look at some deals and grab a few things, I'm grabbing a book instead, uh, you know, or a Bible or using that time to just be still and silent before the Lord. And I love, this is one of the books we're going to reference as a, as a resource Jesus over everything is Lisa's book. She talks about all the things in our lives that are overs. And for me, like overindulgence is just a thing. Like I enjoy, you know, I enjoy shopping. I enjoy things like that. And so for me this year, 
my way of observing Lent is giving that up and spending that time instead in the word and in prayer and in stillness and finding contentment in Jesus rather than buying things. But I've been in a lot of different years prompted to do other things, you know, an actual fast of, if you've heard of the Daniel fast before, we did that corporately as a church many years ago. And that was giving up meat and I'm trying to remember what else meat was one of the main things, but it was living more like Daniel did when he was in Babylon and just living off of vegetables and, Mm -hmm. and grains and such. And one of those years felt really deepening to my faith that year, but another year I felt like I did it more out of obligation and it was not exactly where I wanted my heart to be. So I want to challenge you that like, what you do to observe Lent this year may not feel the same next year. And so there's not one right way to do it. It's about connecting with Jesus and figuring out what is it right now that I could sacrifice or focus on more to connect with Jesus during this time. And I'll tell you that when we talked to our kids about it, I did not tell them how to observe Lent, but I did say, how could you choose Jesus over other things during these 40 days to connect with him and understand him better. Yeah, that's great. And I love, that's a great segue into the last point that you wanted to make. And I think, you know, it's important for us as moms to figure these things out for ourselves first, because, you know, we Mm -hmm. can't be necessarily teaching our kids about things that we don't understand. So this has been great, but how do we apply it to our kids? What, you know, how, how can we lead our kids in, in the Lenten season and, and, um, without forcing them kind of like you did with yours. Right. Well, um, number one, I would say if you choose to give something up for Lent and choose to refrain from something or fast or um, whatever it is, it's crucial to not complain about that because that's missing the heart of this. Our kids are going to learn more about Lent through how we observe it than they will from us telling them how to observe it. So if we are to tell them you need to give something up for Lent and I'm going to give something up too. And then it's just a like, Oh my gosh, I miss this so much. Or, you know, like constantly pointing out what you're, what you're sacrificing. They're going to learn that it's more about yourself still than it is about Jesus. And so going to my kids and saying, I'm not telling you to give up a certain food. I'm not telling you to stop doing any certain things. I'm telling you to think through what may be in the way of your relationship with Jesus and to commit to that for the next 40 days to honor him and to draw closer to him during that time. One of them said, well, could it just be committing to reading my Bible every day for 40 days? And I'm like, yes, because you are choosing that over something else. You could be doing a bunch of other things. What well, really um, could be more like adding something in and right. taking something away. It is. Right. Exactly. And I think the thing for them to know is that we're constantly choosing what is for us. And if we're choosing to not read the Bible, we're choosing other things. Or if we're choosing to not spend time in prayer and not connect with Jesus, we're choosing other things. So when you choose those, if you decide that, during this time, I'm going to intentionally 
connect with Jesus in whatever way. Maybe it's worship time every day, you know, whatever it might be, they are still giving up something else they could have been doing in that time. And that is, you know, that is a state of their heart. You know, uh, we, we see it all over the Bible that, you know, he doesn't want sacrifice. He wants our heart. He wants that. And so all of these things come back to what is the, what is the basis behind it? Is it just giving something up? Anybody could say I'm giving something up and it could mean nothing if your heart's not in the right place. So the emphasis on and your example and that you are doing this out of choosing Jesus and conversation about, Hey, what have you been learning during this time? Or I've been noticing this about how I, how I use my time and what God's been doing. Like I can tell you guys in the last week, I have felt more peace in those moments that I choose to not open whatever shopping app it is. I thought I would feel panic. I really did. I, and those first couple days were kind of hard where it was like, somebody shared this awesome deal. And if I don't get it today, it's going to be gone. Like it's a really good deal. It would save me like 50 bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, like you're not shopping right now. It's not there. And not opening that and instead picking up my book and, or just thanking Jesus for that prompting to, or the strength to even not do that has given me a lot of peace. And we're, we need to tell our kids those stories of what he's doing in our hearts, because they'll learn more from that than us telling them these are the rules for Lent. Mm -hmm. We have an example that we can offer them. I love that. And I think it's, it's really interesting how God is so specific with us. Like it would never work for me to fast shopping because I hate shopping. I don't, <laughs> I don't love it to really wouldn't shopping. mean anything I yeah. Know, it yeah. Anything to me. Um, I click list everything we, you know, have online grocery shopping. I never go to the grocery store unless I have to, I hate it so much. I don't love shopping. I like to go in the store, get what I need and leave. And I don't do a lot of impulse buying, although, I mean, there's certain categories where I would say that I do maybe more than others, but my dad, when I was growing up, always like just hammered into me uh, for the impulse buys, wait 24 hours before you get it. And if you still think you need it as much as you did the day before, then if you have the money, go ahead and get it. And what I have found over the, over time is that I don't need much of anything, <laughs> you know, like I don't actually need all that much. And so I, you know, I just don't plus, you know, well, as parents, we spend a lot of money on our kids anyways, but you know, God is very personal to what our needs are. If I was going to fast something in that way, it would probably be pop or chocolate because I do tend to go to those as a first response instead of maybe going to God mm -hmm. if I'm feeling bad or whatever. So I, it's right. a way that we can retrain ourselves to go to the Lord first instead of to our defaults, which is, is always right. a good thing. And, and a couple of years ago, my, my heart was in a place where I needed to commit those 40 days to actually getting up and doing Bible study every morning mm -hmm. before our day started. But this year, that's already something I do. Like it just, I think the whole quarantine and everything just put me in a place where that became part of my routine again, in just a really solid way where I can't, I can't not do that in the morning. It feels off. Mm -hmm. So 
that would not be the way for me to observe Lent this year because it is already part of my everyday life. It's not, it's not any sort of new thing, new way to commit and to find. And I love that he's personal and that he also grows with us or, you know, we grow with him Mm -hmm. in where he's leading us in that it's, it's not all going to be the same thing because we always have new things to work on in our, you know, path to sanctification and in growing to be more like him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now that we understand more fully what Lent is, thank you for that, Erin. We wanted to share a list of resources with you that you could jump into if you are a few days behind, like I am. Things that it, it really won't matter if, if you've, you know, waited a week to, to get your act together with Lent or whatever. And I would just encourage you as we've been talking about how personal God is and, you know, how he really uh, leads us individually to pray about these. Don't just go buy something that looks good right. or, or, you know, jump oh. onto something just because it's free or, you know, don't I, fall into the Aaron trap of buying seven Advent books <laughs> and trying to do them all with your children every year. Like one is enough. <laughs> yes. That's not on our recommended list. Um, you don't have to be super mom with this and it doesn't have to be perfect either. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's really important is, is to just remember you're human and you might miss a day. You mm-hmm. might be like me and be really distracted by something else that was important and that you had a deadline for or right. whatever. And, and okay, now I'm in a place where I can get started on this. Again, this is not about legalism. This is about the heart. It's always about the heart. Everything is yeah. always about the heart. So we're just going to share a few resources with you. These will be available. If you want to take notes, go ahead and do that. But, but these will also be available in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. So Um, you can go there and take a deeper look at them if you want to. And the first thing that I wanted to mention um, that is not on our list, Erin, but as I was listening to us talk, I just thought, why did we not put that on our list? And that's our everyday prayers journals. We Mm. have topical prayer journals um, where you could go and look at the everyday prayers line or library and be like, you know what? I do need more joy in my life. Yeah, I could use some hope. There's a 40 day hope prayer journal and the rest of them are 20. There's Topics like overcoming anxiety, you know, if you're a special needs mom, you could devote the next 20 to 40 days to praying a specific thing over your child or over your family. And you could use the everyday prayers, prayer journals to do that. So you can get them in digital form. If you're going to do that, I recommend getting them in digital form because the physical, Mm -hmm. uh, the physical ones will not get to you in time. Um, But you can download the digital ones and like put them on your Kindle or whatever easy access Mm -hmm. and and you can use those to pray for your family. So I thought that was a good one to start with. Again, all this will be in the yeah. show notes. The one that I have been toying with the idea of doing, I just purchased it um, on the recommendation of a friend, is called Preparing for Easter by C.S. Lewis. Now, C.S. Lewis is, is, you know, I think he's a hard read. For, for a lot of people, he can be a difficult read. And so I want to, you know, just make sure that everybody understands that. But I, I'm going to do this one. Uh, it's broken down into weeks and he has a scripture reading and then kind of a, a short, I don't know if you'd call it a devotion or, or reading that goes with it. And so even though they can be a little bit difficult to, you know, his, his language is just a little harder. So take that into consideration mm-hmm. as you're choosing. I, I don't know that this would be what you would want to read to your children, uh, depending on how old they are. If they're great readers and they're upper upper level high schoolers or whatever, this might be a good thing for you to do as a family. But if your kids are real little, then this one might be just for you. Um, maybe you could read it for yourself and then, you know, explain it to your children in in kid terms 
um, you could do that. So that's mm-hmm. the one that I'm personally thinking about doing just me. And I'm really excited about it because I like CS Lewis and I like being challenged to think more deeply. And I like being challenged with words as well. So that's a good fit for me, but that's one that we love Aaron, What you had, you, you shared yeah, well, I'll, over everything, I'll, right? Yeah. I was going to say, this is what I'm doing this year is reading Jesus over everything. In addition to my morning Bible study. And I'm just loving that idea of choosing him first. And that's what this is about. Like everything we've talked about is choosing him and his and relationship with him over everything else. And it's, if you haven't read it, I mean, Lisa's just amazing and fantastic and we love everything she does, but this is really like, it says uncomplicating the daily struggle to put Jesus first. It's and really good. That's what it is. It's a good, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You should follow and her I on Instagram to, too. Yes. I wanted to say one thing. You could just use your Bible too. We're, t- we're given all these ideas, yes. but if you want to, if you want to go through one of the gospels, that is such an awesome place to start. And maybe you want to do one of these books in addition to that, but reading through the gospels just immerses you in the life of Jesus. And so pick one of them. Like if you're like, ah, oh, I, I don't really want to buy anything. I, you know, whatever you could just do that. And that would really get you to the heart and the meat of everything. And I just feel like walking in his footsteps leading up to what happens is just really powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that with your kids, the, like I, we said, the Jesus storybook Bible is another great resource. And then I don't know if you know this, but there's an, a, a version of the Jesus storybook Bible that looks less kid-like. So if you had, it's still the same stories told with Jesus as the focus. So it's all Bible stories that point towards Jesus, but the Jesus storybook Bible has cute illustrations and things like that. And this, the story of God's love for you is the exact same words just in book format. So you could read, like if you have a teen or something, you know, that that would be a good place to go that is not just the Bible, but it's stories from the Bible pointing to Jesus. I love that. That's good. I did not know that that existed. So now it makes me want to go grab it because I do love that. Another one that that we like that uh, that is by a friend of our ministry is called Holy, 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 A Lenten Journey of Refinement. And this is interesting because it's by Chris Camille and Chris spells Holy, Holy, Holy differently. It's H-O-L-E-Y. W-H-O-L-L-Y and then H-O-L-Y. So if you're typing that into to Amazon or whatever, then that's, um, you need to spell it right. But I love the description of, of what Chris says this book is about. Her, she says her goal is to help us come fully alive to the risen Christ who is fully alive in us. That just kind of gives me chills. Mm, um, so it's, yeah. it's really very pretty. And, and Chris is a, a great great friend of the ministry and, and, um, we've known her for a while. So anyways, we, we really highly recommend her book to Holy, Holy, Holy. A couple of like, I haven't read this one yet, but I love everything Paul David Tripp does Mm -hmm. and I have it on order and I will probably pop into IG stories maybe once I have it to give you like a little breakdown of what it's like, but he is my go-to for morning devotions. And he has a new Lenten devotion 
called Journey to the Cross that just came out. I think it was last year. Maybe I can't remember if it was this January or last January, but I'm really excited to read that because like Brooke was talking about C.S. Lewis, I like being challenged to think of things. And that's what I always get with their resources as well. And then a little bit different. I think Brooke, you did this last year too. A little bit different. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I am just really short on time, but I want something to kind of go to every day. These, there's two of them I actually have by Justin McRoberts and Scott Erickson, prayer, 40 days of practice. And may it be so 40 days with the Lord's prayer. And they are really short prayers and illustrations to go with them. And there's 40 days of them. And this one is all centered on prayer. And I just loved going through it last year because they were really thought provoking. And it literally took me a minute to read them, but I was thinking about them the rest of the day. And I'm a really visual person. So I loved having an illustration that went with it. And that could be really powerful for you if that's what connects with you as well. So I highly recommend that if you're looking like, I don't have a lot of time to read in-depth devotions every day, try something like this. And it doesn't matter if you start at the beginning or in the middle, or, you know, you could even look at a couple a day if you really want to catch up, which there's really no catch up, but highly recommend that one. And then I know Brooke's a big fan of this one too. Every moment holy is not a Lenten devotion. It's not even devotions. It's prayers and liturgies for like everyday types of things. And the reason I'm mentioning this for me is there is specifically a liturgy in here for when you have the impulse to shop. And so reading that has just reordered my thoughts a lot about why I'm doing it or what, where my heart is. And it, and it has just been really reassuring to me. And there are a lot of prayers for different moments like that, where you're tempted or where you're doubting or where you're feeling hopeless. This has just been a beautiful book in my life that I go to often. And if you are deciding to give something up or deciding to dedicate your life to something during these days, there's probably a prayer in here that will be something for you to focus on during that time to help keep your heart in the right place. So yeah, you could just pick one from there that really oh, your life right now and just yep. commit to praying it every day, you know, just write it on a sticky note or put it on your bathroom mirror when you're waiting, you know, so that you see it when you're waking up and just pray it every morning. That would be They're a really powerful book. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love all of yep. those recommendations. There's a lot of good stuff there for you guys to choose from. Uh, again, they're going to be in our show notes. So you can find it all there and do some deeper looking to see which one's right for you and your family. Yeah. And if you have a recommendation of a book you love or a devotion you love, we'd love for you to add it in our story in, in, in the comments here. And then we can, you know, add it to our show notes as well. We'd love to check out what you guys are using during this time. So, well, that's it for today, friends. That's, that's all we got. There's a lot of, a <laughs> lot of parts to it, but we hope that it was an encouragement to you and, that it helps you rethink this season. And really the whole point is that we want to be focusing on Jesus and what he did, because that's, that's what we're leading up to. And that's where we want our hearts. So this episode will be live on the million praying moms podcast sometime over the next few days. And as always, you can visit millionprayingmoms.com to see our show notes. 
where you'll see all the links that we were talking about. And it will also include a free download of five scripture-based prayers that you can pray during the season of Lent. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, don't forget, though, before we leave, don't forget to check out the mug that's on sale in the Christian Mom Shop, Mama Needs Coffee. And um, you can grab that for just $12 right now. And also head over to Instagram and check out our freebies highlight at the Million Praying Moms IG to get your free scripture prayer lock screens. So take advantage of all the great free stuff. And we hope that your family has an amazing, deep experience of the realization and comfort in the knowledge of what Jesus did for you as you approach Easter. So y'all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. You can connect with other praying moms by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or in the Million Praying Moms community at millionprayingmoms.com, where you'll find links and show notes for each podcast episode. And remember, with each new episode, we offer five free scripture-based prayers based on that show's topic. Simply visit www.millionprayingmoms.com and sign up to get yours sent to your inbox right away. Till next time. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.